So once again, welcome this evening to the SI Seminars Monthly Call. And tonight we are talking about the power of choice. And I'd like to welcome our first facilitator on the call tonight, Ms. Teresa Corbett. She attended her basic in 1991 and went on to become the Pacesetter Leadership Dynamics Manager for Las Vegas. She eventually took over the Vegas office as the area director in 1997. Teresa's commitment and results are what catapulted her to Vice President of Field Operations for, for all of SI Seminars. In addition, she was responsible for creating this 60-day wealth consciousness game known as PLD2 over 10 years ago and has been responsible for assisting thousands of SI Seminar graduates in understanding the power of choice. So, Ms. Teresa, I would like to welcome you to the call this evening and turn the call over to you. Well, thank you very much, Dory. Quite an introduction there. So, <laughs> hello to everyone out there. <clears throat> this is a huge topic called the power of choice in my mind. And we are so fortunate tonight to have a couple of special guests who are not only personal friends of mine, however, they have been really working with the power of choice in their life, so they're going to spend some time talking about it. However, I'm going to just start with myself. So when I think back to the first time that I was asked to do a call on the power of choice, immediately what flashed back in my mind was the first time that I entered into the basic seminar and I saw the sign to think is to create. I had no idea what that really meant. And as I started to participate in the basic that weekend, it became really clear to me that to think is to create translated for me to be I have power over my thoughts and if I have power over my thoughts, I can choose how I respond to people in situations. So I'm going to tell everyone on the call tonight that for me, that was good news and bad news because I had to make some decisions about how I was going to live my life moving forward. Because in the basic, one of the exercises that I think that a lot of us can relate to is a basic is an exercise called victim versus responsible. And what I really got out of that was that I can either choose to be victim to a person or a situation because all of us have these things that happen to us along the way in our life and we can either let it take control of us and we become a victim over and over and over again in our life, or we can be responsible. So when I discovered that I had some choices about those particular events in my life that I used in the exercise, I got really clear about I can be a victim or I can be responsible for my choices in life. So I made this decision to be responsible for my choices in life, and I know that some of you are working on having a better relationship. So whether that's a better relationship with yourself or with someone else. So I'm going to tell you right now that, that for me, I had to actually go back 
and take a look at my past events that occurred around relationships and make a decision to rewind those events so that I could see what occurred and then I could choose to do something different. And one of the biggest things for me that I discovered was that I had to choose to forgive. And I don't know about those of you out there listening to this call. However, sometimes the person that we have to forgive is ourself. Or if we're looking to have a number 10 relationship with someone else and a relationship choice that we made in the past didn't turn out so good, we might have to actually choose to forgive that person. Because if I want to have a great, amazing relationship, I have to make a choice to forgive. Because just maybe by me forgiving that person or situation and by me actually letting go, then that person or situation no longer defines who I am. I choose who I am. I define who I am, not the past, not something in my past that was an event or a situation. I have to choose to let go of the past in order to create the present because a lot of us, including myself, have reacted to things that have occurred in the past. And because we've reacted to it, I'm going to also suggest that in the basic we discovered this thing called programs that we have. And sometimes we're reacting because our programs are on automatic response. So in the basic, you get to learn about your programs. And you also, again, get to choose to be bigger than your programs. Or you can choose to let your programs run you. So for those of you that are on the call tonight, I would ask you to take a look at your life just over the past week and see where you have chosen to be bigger than your programs or where you have chosen to let your programs run you. Because it is a choice. We can choose every moment of every day. Now, I can choose to focus on the perfect end result that I want to have in my life by practicing with the tools of the basic. And one of the practices is screen of the mind. What is the picture that I'm focused on? And if we go back to my example earlier of a relationship, what am I picturing that relationship to be? Am I picturing that relationship to be like my past relationship? Am I picturing that relationship to be this is what all relationships are? Or am I picturing my perfect end result that I want in my life. So what am I focused on? Because I can choose to be aware of what's stopping me in my life. That's the good news, bad news about attending the basics. So for those of you that are guests on the call, I would encourage you to step up and take yourself on because you can choose to be aware of your thoughts you can choose to be aware of your actions, and I can choose to be aware of my behavior, and I can definitely choose 
how I'm going to respond or react in a situation. So if I have the power of choice, I'm going to ask you, what drives you? Do you drive you or do your limiting beliefs or programs drive you? Because, again, going back just over the last week, I mean, for me, I can just go over the last day, uh, what has driven me and the times when I chose and the times when I let my programs choose. Because in the basic, we were given a lot of information and knowledge, so it's up to you to choose what you're going to do with that information and knowledge. Because... That's where personal power comes from. I'm going to choose what's best for me. Another exercise that comes to mind in the basic seminar is intention versus mechanism. It was really interesting for me to see that the answer was there's millions of different mechanisms and ways to get across the room. However, What was my intention? Was my intention to get across the room or not? So as you wake up each and every day, I would ask you to take a look at your life for the day and say, what is my intention for my life today? Because whatever I focus my attention on grows. Because there's a whole lot of different mechanisms that you can use to be successful. However, are you choosing a successful mindset? You have to make a decision to be worthy, happy, passionate, excited, giving, desirable. And some of you may say, well, that's great. I feel that some of the time, however, not all of the time. One of the things that's so great about the basic is that you get to keep going back and re-auditing and practicing because it's not about being perfect. It's about are you willing to grow and risk because choices have to do with taking risk. Every time I choose, I might be taking a risk. The question, though, at the end of the day is, is that, did I choose success 51% of the time? So, so did I practice controlling my thoughts and actions so that at the end of the day, I was one more time in growth versus decay? Because in the basic, we talk about something called the change chart. So when we're on top of the change chart, that's like 51% of the time. A lot of us don't choose, don't go for what we want out of true choice because we think we have to be perfect. We think that that it has to be a certain way. However, if you knew that you made the right right choice one more time, 51% of the time, and bad choices 49% of the time, you're winning at the game of life. And some of us really, really are hard on ourselves. However, what you'll also notice about yourself, I definitely notice it about myself, is that on the other end of that change chart is a place called decay. You're either in growth or decay. And once you get in decay, it is very difficult to get out of it. Because 
you keep getting stuck, stuck, stuck. So the goal is to stay out of decay. And how do you stay out of decay? One more time on the top of the change chart than the bottom. Because lots of times we just think that we have to be perfect or we have to make the perfect decision, the perfect choice, when all it is is choose and move. If you see an opportunity, go for it. Trust your intuition. I would suggest that you be urgent in your life with your choices because do you want what you want now or do you want what you want some day? Choose and move. What's the worst thing that can happen? If you don't get the goal today, however you stay focused on the goal, maybe you came one step further. And one of the things that you can do is you can choose to matter. You can choose to matter, like you matter, that you are important. So the question that I have to ask everyone this evening is, is do you make your choices from your bank account or do you make your choices from your dream account? Because I have a belief, especially from working in the basic seminar and also in the 90-day Pace Center Leadership Dynamics program, that everything you want wants you. So what do you want? Are you choosing to have an extraordinary life or an ordinary life? Because there's prices to pay for whatever choice you make. And sometimes the price to pay is immediate, and sometimes the price you pay is a little bit longer term. However, you're going to pay a price. However, I'm going to suggest that you're paying a bigger price when you don't exercise your power of choice. Because, see, every day I can wake up and I can choose to keep my agreements with myself or I can choose to break my agreements. I can choose to go for it or I can choose to quit. I can choose to suffer or I can choose to accept my greatness. So what I'm going to suggest is is that you stop reacting and you start choosing. Because I believe that every time that you react to a situation, that you are giving away your power of choice. I believe that when your programs are running you, you're giving up your power of choice. So, in other words, in the basic seminar, I was given a gift. And the gift was the power of choice. And how are you going to use your power of choice? So let me just end with saying, with this little saying that I heard a while back, and I thought it was very appropriate for this call. Every choice moves us closer to or further away from something. Where are your choices taking your life? Where are your choices taking your life? What do your behaviors demonstrate? that you are saying yes or no to in your life. Because when you take a look at your choices and how powerful it is to have choices, you can create the life of your dreams. 
And that's it, Dory. That's what I have to say because these other two speakers have a lot to say about this same subject. Well, thank you very much, Teresa. And you definitely brought up a lot of great points from you know the basic seminar and and just really tying the power of choice to you know the tools in that class. So thank you so much for that. So let me um, first bring um, our first guest is Bob Mercer. And Bob began his path with size seminars in 1994. He has applied the tools he learned about the power of choice to his coaching and playing in the world of professional poker. He holds six titles in tournament poker, has appeared on televised poker tournaments, and coaches his players to make positive choices in the game. So, Bob, I'd like to welcome you to the call this evening. Thank you. Good evening. Uh, you made some excellent points, Teresa. Well, thank you, Bob. That was, that was great. Uh, oh, I wanted to say, I, Bob Mercer, choose to do this event. <laughs> so some of you who've been to the event seminars will get exactly what I meant there. Uh, you know, when Teresa asked me to do this, it's just a choice. It's an opportunity to uh, share some of my experiences. In the world of poker, when I'm in a poker game, I'm making choices and a lot of them for a lot of money in short amounts of time. Like I'll be making $1,000 choices in 30 seconds based on the information that I have, which is partial information in that game. So uh, the idea that we have to have all the information and everything before we can make a choice is uh, it's just not true because we can make choices with less information and make good choices. So, uh, you know, one thing I was thinking of the other day is, uh, you know, just my coaching business. When I coach people on the game of poker, you know, on my business card it says eligible players only. And I always get questioned on that. Well, what do I have to do to be eligible? What is eligible? And it's pretty much we're going to sit down and get to know each other for a little while and decide if we're going to do business together because I really want to choose to have people that I'm working with that, uh, number one, are coachable. Number two, I feel that they're going to get value out of the coaching. Uh, number three, that they're in the right place to really receive coaching and that we're going to have a good relationship together. And I actually don't take everyone. I've had people put the $4,000 tuition on my table and say, come on, and I'm just like, you know, maybe I'll, I'll refer them to someone else for a while or whatever. However, this is choices I make to keep my life where I want it to be and stay in the right energy that I want to be in when I'm doing coaching with someone. So, um, you know, another thing I was thinking about, choice. Uh, I, giving up is not an option because I have a choice. So, you know, because I have so many choices and there's so many different ways to do the same thing in life. There's many different ways to play the same hand of poker. And I'm making choices along the way based on little bits of information that I get. You know, when I started uh, with Sci Seminars in 1994 and uh, did the basic, I knew that I had greater things to accomplish in life. I knew that there was something here, something about those people that was really awesome. And another thing that I knew was 
I would never teach my daughter was four at the time. I would never teach her anything that I didn't know. And I'm not talking about just know about. I'm talking about know it in such a way that I'm living it. Like if I don't know how to make good choices with relationships, um, money, creating wealth, creating liberty in my life, creating what I want to have, okay, uh, I would never be able to teach it to her. So this is one thing that really uh, grew some passion for me and it's kept me around all these years because I, I'm coaching PLD at this time. We have a third weekend coming up. So, uh, and, you know, my daughter's 21 now, just had a baby, and, you know, started working with her, giving her choices when she was four and five years old, you know, teaching her about choices because if it's just a choice of, well, do you, do you want to go to bed now or would you like to clean your room first? You know, just little choices like that um, really has built uh, her relationship with making choices in a lot of ways. You know, it's like we take a look at choices and potential. You know, trees and flowers and uh, things in nature, they reach their full potential. That flower blooms, it reaches its full potential. That tree grows 80 feet in the air, it reaches its full potential. Humans, not so much. And the reason is because we have choice. And so it's the ones we make. Are we really going to our full potential? Because when we have so many opportunities, I know I've missed out on many in life, and it just all comes down to those opportunities. And, you know, when I take a look at, so how am I making good choices? And I make a lot of them, and as time goes on, I make more choices that are uh, excellent ones than, than not so great anymore. And what I'm looking for, and it doesn't matter what you're doing. You could, you know, recently I've been working with a friend and uh, doing some property investing and some stuff like this. And uh, I did it years ago, however, it's been a while. So, you know, the first thing you want to look to, if it's in a relationship, if it's with your physical body, if it's with spirituality or uh, your money, wealth, and liberty, it really doesn't matter what it is that you're making choices about because it all is going to affect your the balance you have in life. And the first thing I look for is opportunity. Is there opportunity here? Is this something I want to be involved with? Is this something I want to do? And then having a little knowledge about it helps. And, you know, the biggest thing is, how do I feel? Like, what's my feeling about this? Do I have a good feeling about this? Or is it so-so? And I will work with my feeling about the choice I'm making. Uh, a, a big percentage of my, my uh, choices, and even in poker games, it's like we call it a read. It's like, how do I feel? Do I feel a lot of strength from this guy? Do I feel weakness? And, you know, I know what I'm looking for and I'm paying attention. And it's like, I have a little bit of knowledge about it, so I know what to look for. And it's like, uh, if I feel good about it, I just take action, make the play, do what I have to do. And most of the time, I'm correct because I have been paying the bills. So, uh, you know, a lot of people think they have to have a, a whole lot of stuff to make good choices. And really... Like Teresa was talking about earlier, about having being on top of the change chart 51% of the time, you're a winner. So really, if you're making choices that that are good ones 
1% of the time, you're going to be a winner. And in the world I live in with gamblers and poker, anytime you can get a 1% or a 2% edge, they're going to bet it big, a 1% or 2% edge, okay, and sometimes less. It's just like any other investment, you know what I'm saying? So uh, it just comes down to keeping a positive attitude and being okay with flipping a coin. And it doesn't always have to do with money. Sometimes it's relationships, and you, and you just have to make a choice. The biggest thing is make a choice because <laughs> there's prices we pay for the choices we make. There's prices we pay for the choices that we do not make. And I think one of the uh, biggest things we follow in is taking no action at all. And where we have a choice and we we just, like, avoid it or uh, or don't make it or don't feel like we have it, you know. And that's when, like Teresa talked about, that's when you react. When you, when you feel like you have no choice, that's when you're in reaction to stuff. And you always have choices if you look for them. Sometimes it's hard to find them. And uh, it's just keeping a positive attitude and making a choice. I think that's one of the biggest things is, like, go ahead and flip the coin. Go ahead and take the chance. And you know what? I've made bad choices before. And, you know, one thing I became aware of is if it's not breathing, I can fix it. I can come back and fix it up. It might take some extra work because I made a poor choice. However, there's always... uh, there's always more choices and a plan of action to really get myself to where I want to be. So, excuse me. So, um, just being aware that we have choices, being okay with flipping a coin, taking action, you know, getting a little bit of knowledge. If you don't know, it's okay to ask questions and, and take a look for reactions. You know, when I'm playing poker, I'm always looking for my opponent's reaction to everything that I'm doing because that'll tell me a lot. Same thing in business. Same thing in relationships. You ever just look at someone and just know that whatever you just said was good or maybe not good or that what they said was true or not true. So it's like paying attention to the situation and, and kind of like what they say in the basic, be here now. And have fun with your choices. Like, you know, I always take a look at sometimes if I'm like, well, I don't know. I'm like, well, what's the worst thing that could happen? Okay, I can deal with that. Let's go. We're moving. Let's get going. So anyway, that's how I use choice in my life, and that's my thought process on on uh, how to handle choices and, and what I've done with it since, uh, since doing the basic and PLD and many other things. And coaching PLD has been one of the uh, most rewarding things that, I've ever done in my life, and it's been an awesome learning experience because it's difficult to stay positive, motivate someone else to get their goals, and then ignore your own. It's like almost impossible when you coach to not really go for things that you want to have in your own life. So anyway, that's what I have to say about it. Okay, well, thank you, Bob, very much. And (laughs) there were some excellent points brought up, and and, – you know, I think the idea of not making a choice is a choice. You know, not choosing to look, see, move on something is a choice. Um, so that's definitely something I think people can apply um, immediately as well. Teresa, do you have anything you want to add to what Bob's 
talked about here before we bring our next guest in? Well, one of the things that um, Bob said to me, and sometimes Bob just kind of goes about his merry way and just making choices and doing things, is he said to me, you know, Teresa, I think choice, not chance, determines my destiny. Mm. And I thought that was a really powerful statement that that choice determines his destiny and he's not going to live by chance, where I think that some of us have been known to live by chance. And I just thought that it was a point that Bob didn't cover, and I think it's a worthy point to bring out. Okay, great. Well, thank you for that. So I'm going to bring our next guest onto the call, and I'd like you to please help me welcome Ms. Reshma Block to the call this evening. She began her journey with Sci Seminars in 2006. She's an entrepreneur, technology consultant, business strategist, and investor. She has founded several companies and increased operations with her proven sales and support techniques. Most importantly, she's been married to her best friend for over 12 years and is the mother of a four-year-old. Reshma, I'd like to welcome you to the call tonight. Thank you, Dory. Appreciate that. And Bob, I can certainly relate to having a four-year-old and starting out with giving uh, her choices. It's been incredibly impactful for my daughter, so that was uh, really interesting to me. Um, so the power of choice and you know making decisions out of true choice was something that when Teresa asked me to talk about, um, I told her that I was very, very, very passionate about. Um, it's been almost life-impacting for me since I really discovered what living from true choice meant when I played uh, PLD, the Pace Settle Leadership, Leadership Dynamics course, a couple of years ago. I'd seen true choice and the power of choice in you know, practice in several life-defining moments. However, I never really understood it until then. And so to me, when I think about the power of choice, it really means to be in total and complete alignment where when I'm creating results or going after goals in my life, they effortlessly excuse me, fall in place. So in other words, um, you know, at least I understand the goals I'm going after. I'm in complete alignment um, with those goals, and what ends up happening is that life becomes easier. And I started to experience that a little bit once I realized that I was actually coming from true choice in certain uh, parts of my life. Um, I think in the basic, this uh, this concept is referred to as being in total harmony um, with the conscious mind, the subconscious mind, and the superconscious mind. Um, it's really realizing 100% um, intention. Um, and in Mr. Wilhite's book, um, the master or the uh, manuscripts, he actually refers to this as the mastermind. So when um, I'm in complete alignment consciously, that that means within my head in what I'm thinking, um, subconsciously for me within my heart and what I'm feeling, and superconsciously, you know, with whatever power I believe is you know um, going to support me, whether it's the universe, God, whatever. When I'm in complete and total alignment with that, everything just kind of falls into place. And so, how do I know when I'm coming from true choice? Well, everything just kind of falls into place. Now, this wasn't always easy for me. Um, you know, growing up, um, just to give you a little bit of a, a background on myself, um, I was the first generation born here um, from parents who immigrated from India uh, nearly 40 years ago. And so, as you can imagine, they came over with very, very strong traditions and cultures, um, many of which were really helpful for me and my siblings. In fact, uh, some of those are really true to my core values, and I operate by those every single day in terms of my family values, 
uh, in terms of living from integrity, etc. However, um, also growing up here in the United States with very uh, traditional parents, um, there were also some, you know, cultures and traditions that were in conflict for me. Uh, for instance, um, you know, who I could marry was going to be predetermined for me. Um, you know, what my place was as a woman in the working world and in the household was going to be predetermined for me. And what my career choices were were going to be predetermined for me, even, you know, where I lived and all of that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, that ultimately became very difficult for me uh, to palette. And um, how I started practicing living from true choice was really checking in, um, especially when it came to some major life decisions. Um, and so when it came time to, you know, marry uh, the person I'm married to now, my best friend um, of over 12 years, um, that wasn't always so easy. Um, you know, my parents had somebody else in mind, actually, um, in an arranged situation. And, you know, as hard and as difficult as it was to fight hundreds of years of tradition and culture, for me, going, you know, the other route was completely uh, living in true choice. And so it was looking at what does my heart really want to do versus what I should be doing and then following my heart um, and sticking to my guns with it, even though, you know, it required a whole lot of uh, vivid discussion in the household with my family. You know, other things where I felt like, you know, the power of choice has really guided me to be successful in, in different parts of my life were, you know, starting uh, my own business. Again, growing up, you know, um, I was... Uh, always taught that my place was going to be at home, raising children, um, uh, you know, learning how to cook eventually, um, you know, just kind of uh, somewhat of a subservient type of role. Again, not wrong or not right. That's just kind of what I was um, told. For me personally, that just didn't sit very well. Um, ultimately, um, you know, when I started uh, really checking in, um, you know, and I think one of the turning points in terms of starting my own business happened when I got fired. I'm not sure if anybody can relate to that at all. Um, but it happened in a moment where I wasn't expecting it, certainly. And so I went back to the basic seminar, and I went to re-audit, and I went to check in because, you know, as soon as I got fired, within a few days, I'd sent my resume out to hundreds of places, and, you know, a couple of weeks later, nothing was happening, and I couldn't figure out why. I mean, I'm certainly well qualified, or at least I thought I was. Um, and when I went back to the basic to re-audit, to really look at, you know, why I was getting the results I was getting, um, you know, one of the exercises uh, called the three R's uh, really was uh, powerful for me. I had realized that not only was I in res uh, resentment, towards that situation being fired. I was definitely in resistance, and I was uh, in revenge as well. And so um, the way I got myself out of the three R's, and Teresa mentioned this a little bit, was through forgiveness. And next thing you know, I became very clear on what it was I truly wanted, which was to start my own company and not to work for anybody else. And so from that moment forward, at the height of our recession, I haven't looked back. And, you know, again, to me that was being in complete alignment because that business fell into place, clients fell into place almost effortlessly when I, you know, discovered that about two or three years ago. Um, you know, being of service is also a choice, um, I believe, that we can make. Um, and so, you know, one of the things that I took from the basic and the concept of uh, giver's gain was uh, really powerful for me because we do have a choice 
um, in terms of whether we want to be of service or not. And clearly the universal principle of giver's gain says that the more you give, the more you gain. Um, and so I started to choose to really practice that concept, which I think helps me really from a super conscious level stay in alignment. So the more I can help others, the more I can support others, the more I can give back unconditionally, I find that the more comes back to me as a, as a result. And so how do I know when I'm not in true choice? This is, uh, you know, now that I know what this means, I really check in with myself uh, quite a bit because my programs haven't gone away. Um, you know, I was still raised the way I was raised. However, um, I look very closely at the results I'm getting in my life. And so when I set goals and they're not happening, um, you know, real quickly, uh, when I feel like I'm spinning my wheels, when I feel like, you know, for every two steps, uh, or every for every one step forward I take, I take two steps back. Uh, you know, when I feel stressed out or, you know, I'm starting to attract the wrong people or the wrong opportunities, um, when I'm not attracting the wealth um, that I want, then I really kind of step back. And oftentimes I will go back to the basic seminar and check in with myself and, you know, try to uh, figure out why I'm out of alignment um, in terms of my uh, consciousness, uh, subconscious, and superconscious. Um, and so what I uh, want to uh, talk next about is, you know, living from true choice can also be very hard. Um, you know, can living from true choice be easy? Absolutely. We make decisions every day, as Bob talked about, sometimes hundreds, thousands of decisions every day. For me, um, battling traditions and cultures and the status quo was hard, even though I was coming from true, true choice. Um, how I, you know, uh, also look at it is, you know, I'm battling the shoulds. Here's what I should be doing as a mother. Here's what I should be doing as a wife. Here's what I should be doing as a business owner or investor, et cetera. And whenever I start talking to myself in shoulds, I know that I'm probably not coming from true choice. Uh, sometimes coming from true choice means we also have to battle things like our circumstances, the economy, all the stuff that's happening out there, um, and still staying very grounded and committed to the choice that we've made, like when I started my own company at the height of the recession. Being very grounded and committed to that, had, you know, and the results I got had nothing to do really with the circumstances at the end of the day. And most of all, what I find is that I'm battling my programs, um, mine and actually other people's programs when I'm um, living from true choice. However, even though uh, sometimes it can be difficult to stay um, committed to it, the results are always um, you know, beneficial because it's exactly what I wanted to have happen at the end of the day. And so how do I really ensure that I live by true choice? How do I ensure that I'm in complete and total alignment? Well, at the conscious level with my head and my, and my thinking, I just, you know, first I start off with setting big goals. Um, you know, I really look at all areas of my life, spiritually, physically, emotionally, and uh, financially, or my mental wealth, and I look at setting big goals. Um, you know, having been through PLD before, coached a few times, I'm very comfortable now with setting um, big goals. And then I check in with the results. Am I getting what I want when I say I want it? I also surround myself with other people who are, you know, committed to growing because there's nothing like having an amazing support system of friends and family who are also committed to growing, helping and supporting your goals. And so at the most basic level, I start there. Um, subconsciously, then I look at why am I not getting the results I'm getting. 
And so what I'll do, as I mentioned before, is I'll go back and check in, uh, you know, at the basic and go look for those programs. Have I, you know, maybe I, I need to discover more programs that are there that I didn't even realize were there. Uh, maybe there's other things that are going on that are keeping me out of alignment. And so I'll go in and check in with my heart and how I'm feeling about the goals I set and how I'm feeling about getting those goals. Am I worthy of them? And do I deserve them? Should I be the one that gets to go accomplish all those? So I'll go and check in because sometimes that uh, you know talk in our heads is what ultimately ends up uh, keeping us back from making choices, even let alone living from true choice. And then finally, um, you know, at the superconscious level, um, I work on my spirituality, and, and you know, some of you have different ways of doing that. I do it by being of service. Um, by practicing tithing and by giving back and making sure that I can, um, you know, always live from the universal principle of, of giver's gain as much as I possibly well, always and as much as I possibly can are two different things, but I will practice it as much as I possibly can um, when given the opportunity. So really, um, you know, I just keep working on me, personal growth and, uh, you know, practicing the exercises in the basic is really a lifestyle choice. Um, it's something that both my husband and I are, are definitely committed to, um, and making sure that we continue to grow so that we stay on, you know, on top of the change chart at least 51% of the time versus in decay um, has been very helpful in terms of uh, the success of our marriage. And um, that's really all I wanted to cover, uh, Dory. I'm not sure if uh, there was any more comments from Teresa or anybody on that. Well, I'm not sure if Teresa has any comments, but I will tell you that was some really powerful teaching and really tying back to in the basic that it hit me on the um, subconscious, you know, the conscious, subconscious, and superconscious. And as long as those things are, you know, in alignment and things are effortless, then you know you're operating from true, true choice. And I just really liked how you, you know, tied that back to that. It, it makes a lot of sense. So thank you for that. Teresa, do you have anything you want to add? No, I, I think that <clears throat> that Reshma um, talking about that, uh, the way I look at it in simple terms for me is are my thoughts, feelings, and actions in alignment? Mm. Because when our thoughts, feelings, and actions are in alignment, we know we've made a good choice. Okay. So um, that was excellent. And what I'd like to do now is let's go to maybe a couple of questions that were posed from the callers when they were registering for the call tonight. And I have a couple of them that I'd like to um, see if we can answer for them. We had one come from uh, JS, and she asks, how do I install those actions in me so that I do not let others have control of my thoughts and actions or my temper. So this is Reshma. Dory, I could probably chime in on that one a little bit here. Um, you know, that's a very interesting question, and it's something I'm sure that uh, a lot of us grapple with. Um, it's something that I definitely grapple with. And for me, um, again, I would probably go back to some of the the concepts and the basic of that, um, you know, every time I go back, I, I hear something a little bit different. Um, the, you know, uh, one of the exercises uh, around the value circles and, you know, uh, really understanding and, uh, you know, coming from the choice of changing um, what's, uh, you know, from the inside out versus from the outside in um, can help us really uh, take control of some of our, our thoughts. 
even practicing, you know, um, or checking in around the three R's. Um, so, you know, our reactions and our actions, um, you know, can't be really controlled by anybody else. No one can make us do things. Um, however, um, just the opportunity to look at the reaction can be very powerful and can result in potentially a discovery of, of some programs there as well. Um, and so, you know, my response to that would really to just look at um, the opportunity to, to um, grow and to really stand in leadership is to just take a moment and step back and look at why uh, those, uh, you know, thoughts or actions occurred and then ask why. And if you can ask those questions and address it, the next time um, that circumstance comes up, uh, your reaction just may be a little bit different. Uh-huh. Okay. So let's move on to another question. And this was posed by uh, E.G. And the question is, whenever a goal is set, there are a lot of obstacles that are placed in the path. How do I make sure that these obstacles do not demoralize me? Bob, do you have any thoughts on that one? Bob, did you put yourself on mute? I did have myself on mute. Okay. <laughs> so, um, one way to go ahead. No, go go ahead, Bob. I apologize. Okay. So, one way uh, you can uh, avoid being demoralized by these choices or obstacles that get in your way. Because whenever you have a goal, no matter what it is, there is always going to be an obstacle there. So, you know, what I do with it is I have fun with it. I share my obstacle with my friends. And, you know, I usually find solutions to those obstacles. And uh, rather than become demoralized or like, oh, my goodness, I'm not able to get past this one. This is a real difficult one. You know, maybe it's a physical goal. Maybe it's a relationship goal. And or, or or maybe it's uh, another goal in your life, and it's just about have some fun with it, play with it a little bit. Don't get too serious about it, even though it might be a very uh, serious subject. It might be work related. It might uh, have to do with your money. It's like the more you put it out there, the more you get a little feedback from it and throw it around a little bit, um, the more solutions come come my way. That's just pretty much how I handle that, and. I'm just not going to allow obstacles to demoralize me. They'll get in my way. I've had some over the last few months with this project I'm working on with a motorcycle, and I'm still in there. It's still going to happen, and uh had to overcome a few obstacles along the way. Teresa was making fun of the picture I sent her of my project the other day. However, I have the main component, so <laughs> I'm in good shape. I hope that uh, helps you out, E.G., I think that was great. Okay, so I've got another question here. Uh, We've got one from BH, and the question is, what are some keys to avoid procrastination and stay focused on the goal? Rashmi, you want to jump in there on that one? That'd be great. Um, You know, at least in my experience, um, I've looked for – accountability partners, so people that can help me uh, stay on task and to make sure that I'm not procrastinating. Um, I have a good friend of mine, actually, who's a um, Pilates instructor, and so believe me, she keeps me on task as my accountability partner to make sure I'm working out. 
three times a week like I committed to. Um, you know, and other ways to, you know, uh, create accountability partners may be with friends, with work colleagues, if it's a work situation with your significant other, if it's, a, 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 you know, a goal related to the household. Um, you know, I know that SCI Seminars offers, you know, the PLD 90-day uh, Pace Setter Leadership Dynamics course where, you know, you do get some coaching um, uh, right, Bob, for five days a week <laughs> during those 90 days. <laughs> um, and so that's definitely a mechanism to create accountability. Um, so how I stay on track is to make sure that somebody, um, at least one person, is definitely aware of my goal and that I've created and asked for uh, an accountability partner so that they can keep me on task. So whenever I see them, I know that they're going to ask me about how things are going there. Okay. Excellent. And another question this is from LG, and it is, choice is so closely tied with decision-making. Do you have any quick tips on fast and effective decision-making? Well, I think I might have be able to help with that one because I make a lot of fast and quick decisions. And whenever, like, whenever you're taking a long time in a poker game, the floor comes over and gives you one minute and ten seconds. And that's the most you get. And it might be a $5,000 decision for a $10,000 pot right in front of you. So one thing that uh, I do on making quick decisions is, number one, I use a technique you guys have all experienced in the basic, if you've taken the basic, called screen of the mind. So I'm screening and minding my day, what's going on, an event I'm going to, I'm taking a look at the perfect positive picture outcome of, of what I want to see happen before I'm going in. And this helps me with making these decisions. You know, uh, I talk to a lot of graduates, and sometimes I'll ask them, when's the last time you screened the mind? They're like, oh, let's see, that's been hmm, maybe, uh, well, I don't remember. And it's like, this is a really powerful technique, and uh, it's something that, you know, it's, if you're not using it every day, you need to at least use it, use it, uh, practice with it, because um, it really helps keep me focused and keep me on task and keep me uh, creating what I want to create. And it makes my quick decisions easier and it makes them more correct. Okay. Okay. Excellent. I have another question, and this one is from F.C., Question is, how do I motivate myself to live my life and not just exist? I feel like I am in a rut. Oh, that's a good question, Dory. I'm going to chime in on that one. Um, you know, it wasn't really until, uh, for me, the leadership seminar, women's leadership seminar, that I found my purpose, if you will. Um, however, you know, I think the, the biggest recommendation I can give anyone um, on this call is to just start giving back. Um, there's something that comes from giving unconditionally, whether it's volunteer, uh, whether it's, you know, um, tithing uh, money, wh whatever that giving looks like, um, you know, there's something that comes from uh, that particular act, if you will. And so my recommendation for anybody who's in a rut who has no idea, you know, what they want to accomplish or what their purpose is, is to start there um, by finding a way to be of service. Um, and then I would certainly recommend, um, you know, if the events courses um, are an option to pursue those, 
Um, and then, you know, finally, always, you know, there's a lot of avenues within the size seminars courses to continue to go back. Um, because once, you know, even for me, when I found my initial purpose, it's gotten bigger since then. Um, and so you know, I have bigger goals that I want to go accomplish. And so checking in, um, you know, uh, from time to time, re-auditing, whatever the case may be, um, can be helpful. Um, at a minimum, though, starting by being of service and, and you know, to others, I think, is going to help there. Okay. I have another question. This one is from WC. And the question is, recognizing some situations can be so overwhelming that we freeze up and do not recognize that we do have the power or the tool of choice available. It would be helpful to have ticklers that take us out of the emotional freeze or the fear state or whatever that can snap us back into more intuitive and thoughtful position um, to see their unbiased choices, possible choices clearly. So basically just that they seem to get frozen, you know, kind of in a, a fear state, and um, how do you snap yourself back into the idea that you actually do have a choice? Well, I think I can take that one because there's a uh, thing called tells people have when they play poker. It's like they're given away uh, what they're doing. And a freeze behavior is one of them. And it happens in life in several situations. Like, say, for instance, you're in the Serengeti Desert, and you have a bottle of water, and you can see some smoke far away, and you're attempting to walk out of this place, okay? And you come around this little rocky outcrop, and 35 feet away from you is three lions eating a zebra. That's where you would most likely, if you close your eyes and think about it, your very first response would be to freeze. So this is when we are uh, visualizing ourselves being in great danger. That's when we freeze. That's when fear hits, okay? And then what happens is we start to think. We start to think. So within just a couple of seconds, we're thinking all kinds of stuff. Did they see me? Should I back up? And depending on who you are, and what knowledge you have, like Bear Grylls might pick up a rock and go knock the lions off of it and have a bite of zebra himself, okay? Uh, someone in the city would be like, well, what do I do, go way around these things? So there's always those choices, and one thing is to snap yourself out of it. If you haven't played PLD, play PLD, because we'll, we in PLD work with something like that's like what stops me in life, and when you get in tune with what your programs are that stop you in life, you're more apt to get back to using reason and logic um, quicker, faster, and sooner. So that freeze response is a natural behavior. And if you're having it in business settings and stuff, you know, if you were to just take a look at why this occurs, why is it happening, why is this stopping me right now, what programs are running me that says I have to have fear in this spot? Because we can take someone else who's been in this same situation 25 times and they are just going to breeze through it, okay? So it's kind of funny how it works and when we freeze and when we have fear. However, you know, dealing with fear, self-doubt, freeze, it, it all kind of works the same as far as uh, doing some work with yourself on what stops you. And, and Dory, if I might jump in. Oh, Oh, apologize, Bob. Uh, 
So, Dory, right. if I might jump in, too, because I believe that one of the words used was like a trigger. So mm-hmm. one of the triggers that I use is, okay, I'm feeling this feeling, like Bob was talking about, you know, I'm freezing, I'm fear, I'm oh, my gosh. Then I say to myself, choose a move, choose a move, choose a move, meaning I got to get clear that I got to choose and move. So, it, so a trigger for me is always like, okay, I have that feeling, so now it's time to choose and move. Whatever that looks like, it doesn't matter. I just got to do something. Okay. That's, that's an excellent tool, Teresa. Thank you very much for that. And I want to thank you all for answering these questions that our graduates have put out there to us. Ms. Teresa, would you like to give us any closing remarks tonight? Um, I think the only thing that I can say, and I think it's been said a thousand different ways tonight, is to be clear that we all have choices, and if you're ever stuck, you have a tool that you can use called the basic seminar. So come re-audit the basic seminar. Put people that you care about in the basic seminar so they can support you. Like when Rushma was talking about have accountability partner. How many people do you have around you that think the same way you think? Because you're going to be more successful if you have people thinking the same way that you think. So I believe that um, what all brought us to this call is the basic seminar and the topic that we just had to speak, that the topic that we just spoke on tonight was around choice. So choose to use the tools of the basic and choose to come put people in the basic and choose to re-audit yourself because as Rush, Rushman and Bob have both said, they've been to the basic years ago and they still keep coming back and still keep learning and growing. I do every day myself. I'm always learning something new and different and I'm always challenging myself and I'm always putting myself in a position to choose a move, choose a move, do something. Excellent. Well, Teresa, thank you very much, and thank you to our special guests tonight, Bob and Reshma. We've had some really powerful teaching from everyone, so I really want to thank you for joining us this evening. And I also want to thank our graduates and guests who have joined us. Uh, We know your time is very valuable, and we appreciate you spending some of it with us. We will be sending out the podcast recording from this call and providing you with information for the upcoming call next month on Tuesday, May 8th. You will not want to miss this call as we will be exploring another tool from the basic seminar. We'll be taking a look at the three ways to listen. And on this call, you'll hear ways to apply this technique both personally and professionally. To register, you can go to psiteleseminars.com. That's P-S-I-T-E-L-E-S-E-M-I-N-A-R-S.com. Again, we want to thank you for sending in your questions in advance. We found that we have so many people with questions on these calls that we are encouraging you to ask them in advance so we can take an opportunity to get them answered for you. If you are a guest that is joining us tonight and you would like additional information about size seminars or to keep in touch with what is happening in your size city, please go to psiseminars.com. Also, we'd love for you to become a fan of size seminars, so that's facebook.com forward slash psiseminars. And once again, I would like to thank you for joining us this evening on The Power of Choice. Thank you.